BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This is Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. You might know me from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram, where I spend my time talking about reality TV, celebrities, everything happening, and pop culture every Tuesday, okay? I also talk to some of our favorite celebs and reality TV stars. We talk about what's going on. Tune in every Tuesday and just feel like you're talking with your best friends in your living room. Welcome to Real Pod. It's your host, Victoria Garrick, and this is the podcast where we hold nothing back. Oh, so we're getting deep, huh? I really cried for 12 days straight. Why do I want to be perfect? There's nothing in my life that is perfect. Every week, I'll bring you honest, unfiltered, and eye-opening conversations to help uncover the real in all of us. I crave the type of content that you're talking about. I actually felt insecure. Oh my God, am I going to cry? Let me just unload everything. (laughs) (laughs) New episodes every Wednesday. Leave those filters at the door because it's time to get real. Okay, when I was getting ready for today's interview and conversation, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I didn't know what to expect. I sometimes can be a bit suspect with the mega famous self-help gurus. It's like nothing personal to Gabby specifically or anyone, but you always wonder like, is this person legit behind the scenes? Do they practice what they preach? Because I don't know when you get to this level of so much fame and so many people who follow your message, you just wonder, you just wonder, honestly, period. And I had heard amazing things about Gabby Bernstein, which is why I wanted to have her on the show, but I didn't know what to expect. Well, I can confidently say that I am a huge Gabby Bernstein fan now through and through. I am obsessed with the I don't even want to call it a conversation. The interaction that Gabby and I had, she was so authentic to her core, so calming, like just had this presence of I'm listening and I'm speaking and I'm right here with you. And it's funny because I was approaching today's interview with the normal intention. You know, I'm going to ask questions that relate to everyone listening and apply. And this will be, you know, a classic interview. But I guess whether I kind of came just like, yeah, here's my problems right now, or Gabby was like, no, 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 we're going to run with this, Vic. 
it did kind of end up feeling and being like a loose therapy session between me and Gabby. Gabby being the therapist, me being the person needing clarity. So I kind of wanted to just take that approach of this was a conversation between me and Gabby where I was kind of being really honest with what I'm struggling with at the moment in my life. And then hopefully I feel like it's going to be relatable to a lot of you because we all want to achieve. We all are hustling. We all want success in life. And I think Gabby offers a new perspective and paints a path that I really want to walk down. For anyone who's not familiar with Gabby prior to today, she's a number one New York Times bestselling author of eight books. She's spoken with Oprah Winfrey. She's a motivational speaker, podcast host, and a self-proclaimed spirit junkie. And I'm so grateful she came on the show. Real quick, shout out to Alyssa in New York. Alyssa left a five-star review. Vic is the best. Real pod is so relatable. Thanks for making us feel like we are not alone. XOXO. Thanks, Alyssa. And you're listening all the way in New York. I love that. I hope you're having an amazing day. And I hope you enjoy the Gabby episode. I so appreciate each and every one of you who tunes in on Wednesdays and spends time with me and my guests. It means the world. And if you want to let me know what you think of the show, how you're feeling, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or you can give it a rating wherever you listen. And all of these little things really help the show. Without further ado, let's dive into this episode with Gabby Bernstein. Okay. I'm so excited for this. I need some Gabby energy in my life. I'm feeling so restless. I feel so scattered. I'm going like a million miles an hour, but not in a good way. So thank you because your energy, I'm like trying to get it through the Zoom. (laughs) I'll give it to you, girlfriend. I'll give it to you. So how are you doing today then? I'm great. I started my day with like this really great girl workout so I have some like local mom friends up here in the countryside and we went and we worked out together with a trainer. And so that feels really good and just gave a talk. And now I'm here with you. Love that you just gave a talk like this morning or yesterday. 15 minutes ago. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I, whenever I oh, on on a Zoom talk, it was a Zo- it was like a live Zoom event. S- yeah. Does that not take it out of you? No, I feel pretty energized. But yeah, like I spoke to you earlier, like I have my boundaries and my limits because I one want to care for my voice, want to care for my energy. I just can't blow out. And I have had times in my life where I've just said yes to everything and it gets complicated. So to be of high service, you got to take care of yourself first. Really? I wanted to ask you about that because it's the irony of like, well, you're so successful. You're everywhere. You have books, you have talks, you are on podcasts, like you're doing all the things on paper that are success. But then also the message of what you talk about is more holistic and getting in tune with your energy and what you need and slowing down. So how do you strike that balance? Because I really feel like I have to choose one or the other. Mm, What a very important question. So I have lived that side of the story and been in hustle mode for decades and really got sick as a result of it, you know, broke down as a result of it. And what I have learned over the years is that I can do less and attract more. 
And that when I'm settled in my nervous system and I'm settled in my mind and I'm settled in my energy, I have far more power to help others, to show up, to create, to, to, to be inspired, to download new information. That power is taken away when I'm pushing and controlling and trying to make things happen. So I can say that to you, but it takes a lot of undoing old behavioral patterns, addictive patterns, work addiction, the need to be seen. It's a lot of personal growth work that, that is required to undo the belief system that's saying, if I'm not hustling, I'm not good enough. Or if I'm not achieving, I'm not good enough. Or if I'm not seen, I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think when I first started, not first started achieving, but, you know, when I was closer to like 16, 17, 18, you know, achievement was everything for me. I wanted to go to the best school, be the starting volleyball player. I wanted to get this record that like I wanted those paper boxes checked off. I would say now I've definitely been able to shift and I feel, I feel so fulfilled in like my relationship with my husband, my family, my best friends. Like I don't need the world's approval, but I say yes, 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 and yes, because I want to buy a house. (laughs) And I'm like, I feel like I just need to make as much money as I can make, you know? So Mm -hmm. yes. So it's easy to say do less and attract more when you've made it in your career and you know, you're kind of already very settled and comfortable. But I would say that to anyone, even someone who's like, I have to work 10 hours, you know, a day and I have to have three, four jobs to make, to pay the bills. What I would say is, even in those moments, it's not working less necessarily, but it's like adjusting the mentality of I have to push because the more grace we bring to any situation, the easier it will be. So the times in my life when I was needing to hustle to pay my bills or, you know, have enough gas money to to get in the car or whatever it was, had I known this this truth now that I can hustle without a headache, right? I can hustle without anxiety. I can be more still even and do more and create more. If I got that then, I think I would have really saved myself many years of physical issues, emotional and relationship issues. I mean, it would have had it, it would have been a lot easier. And I, so I I think that the point that I'm making is not that you actually, it's funny, like by no, no, by no means am I doing less, right? Like this morning, you know, yes, I got the privilege of waking up and exercising, but I, you know, went right to my desk, started answering emails, edited three, three things, went and started writing a book proposal, gave a talk. Now I'm with you. We'll get back to my desk and keep working on the book proposal. By the way, everyone, it's not even 11 a.m. So Gabby's done all of this with not even half a day. Well, in all honesty, it's 2 p.m. my time. But but that's actually a slow day for me. And that's Gabby's day. You know, that's the day that I keep for myself. So it's not that I'm not doing a lot, but I'm not doing it from a place of stress and fear. Okay. I love this. I want to understand it better. Like I follow what you're saying. How do I shift my mentality? Because I also have the privilege of loving what I do. I literally work for myself. I love my job. And even I am like, oh, I have to edit this video. I have to send the podcast in for next week. I have to do these things. And it's like that hustle without anxiety. I don't 
know how to to grasp that because my hustle mm. is like synonymous with feelings of anxiety, I feel like. Okay. So the anxiety is driving you to get it done. Is that correct? Yeah, I would say I just don't feel like I have a choice. Like I have a deadline to get the podcast and I have a deadline to post branded content. I have a deadline to do to prep for my talk on Monday. Like I just like have to get it done because I can't not show up for these various people. Okay. So the first question, the first answer is practical response, which is, are there things on your plate that are not in your highest and best? And this is something I learned from a mentor once. He said, what's in your highest and best? And, you know, is making a video reel in your highest and best or is writing sales copy for an email your highest and best? And some of what's in your highest and best may not seem like it, you know, but it actually the question of highest and best is, is it does is it fun? Does it move the needle if you do it? And is it easy for you to do? Okay, so then the things that are not fun, moving the needle or easy for you to do, you have to find an intern a employee, a freelancer to help you do that. And people in an entrepreneurial space will often be like, wait, I don't have the money to hire somebody. Okay, get some, get an intern. I bet it would not be hard for you to get an intern. So there's this question of looking at your day-to-day to-dos and say, what's in my highest and best? Another, you know, just great example is you, you do an hour-long podcast, right? It's so funny that it's coming back to this. What if you did 40 minutes? What if you did 30 minutes? What if you looked at, and I'm not sure if you've done this, the actual listen rate of your podcast, right? So like, when did the people fall off? Like when we looked at Dear Gabby, my podcast, and we saw people are falling off at 30 minutes, we were like, great, let's just do a shorter show. So I air a shorter show, but I like to record for an hour because when the guests aren't Gabby Bernstein, it takes them like 15 minutes sometimes to get in or some of the. Okay, fair enough. So I cut cut 15, 20. Fair enough. But you could probably even shave that time off even more. You know, you could send them your questions ahead of time. You could, you know what I mean? You could go over if you needed it. Right. So you could. But I guess what I'm silly answer, like do it, do whatever you want that's going to feel the most creative for you. So that would be your highest and best. So don't change that timeline. I'm just giving it as an example. Like, where can you create more space? And that's with, you know, getting people to support you, maybe, you know, being more more in sync with your time and your schedule. And that's the practical answer, which is also bullshit unless you actually do the spiritual inner work. Okay. With fall just around the corner, you don't have to sacrifice on comfort while still wearing the season's biggest trends. I'm talking water repellent booties, super walkable heels, and the cutest active sneakers for your daily walks. This episode is sponsored by Vionic. Now, Vionic delivers on great feeling feet so you can live your best life through their Viomotion technology, which is a patent podiatrist developed footbed that's built into every pair. The first time I tried on a pair of Vionics, I was shook because they mean every word that they say. These babies were so comfortable, so cute, and I wore them all day long. And I always need a shoe. Like I want a shoe that looks cute and goes with my outfit, but I also want to make sure my arches are getting support. That's going to then support my back. You want to be wearing shoes that support you, feel good. So you're like, yeah, my outfit and my shoes are super cute and my feet are happy. They have booties, sneakers, heels, pretty much any shoe you are looking for or to just spice up your fall wardrobe. 
And Vionic has a 30-day risk-free trial, which means there's no reason not to buy. Wear them, love them, or return for a full refund within 30 days if you're not satisfied for any reason at all. So head to www.vionicshoes.com and use code REALPOD in all caps at checkout for free shipping. That's www.vionicshoes.com and use code REALPOD at checkout for free shipping. So the story of what I'm witnessing is potentially like a story of I have to get it all done. I have to keep with, up with everything. But there's also maybe a belief in there. Like when you think about that hustle part of you. I feel like it's this mix of I'm known for getting a lot of things done. I get a lot of okay. things done. I'm good at the things that I do. So, you know, why not? But I think also I have, I don't know, I want to say I have judgment if I do nothing, but I'm pretty good at giving myself a day off. I definitely try not to praise hustle culture. My husband works seven days a week in the fall because he has two jobs and I'm, I'm always trying to get him to take a day off. Like, I'm not like, oh my God, you work so hard. Like, I don't like to glorify that because I know it's not healthy. Good, um, yeah. So I don't know what it is. <laughs> so if you weren't hustling and you weren't, moving so fast, what else might you be doing? I think I would be having more real life relationships with people. Like I, I like, yeah. like tonight I have dinner with my mom. I'm so excited to go to dinner with my mom. Yeah. I haven't even had a chance to call her in two days because of my schedule. And I think something else that's coming up for me is the fear of if I stop working, will I start again? <laughs> Oh, like you'll just fall asleep or something. Like no, just, just like if I'm in the hamster wheel right now and I know what the trends are on TikTok and I'm creating content and I'm scheming the podcast and I'm doing these things. If I do take time off, it's like so hard to rally to get back in the hamster wheel. Okay. So if you were to do the work, not in the hamster wheel, what would the fear be? If I were to do the work. If you were to make the commitment, like, I'm going to keep showing up for my work, but I'm not going to do it in the hamster wheel in such an extreme way. What would the fear or the objection to that be? I don't think I have a fear. I think my objection is, is it possible? Is it possible to do my work and not be in the hamster wheel? Mm -hmm. How? Mm -hmm. Tell me. Well, <laughs> it's something to be curious about, right? It's something to be right. curious about. So, right. so really checking in what's happening is, is we're talking about a part of you that thinks if I'm not hustling, I'm not good enough. Right. Or if I'm not hustling, I'm not going to get it done. Or if I'm not hustling, or it's not, it's my will, my way. I'm not going to succeed, make the money for the house, whatever that story is. The irony is that the moment that you start to recognize that you and your control and your pushing and your hustling actually has a glass ceiling and that the limitlessness that you desire comes when you get into the flow. That's when things start to shift. But we have to tend to the part of you that believes that you have to hustle to get it to get to where you want to be. Mm -hmm. So what I'm trying to remind you is that it's not that you're going to stop working. It's not that you're going to not do what you do. 
but it's that you're going to do it with a different energy, a different attitude, a different, different relationship to it. When you create a different relationship to the part of you, it is a part of you that believes if I don't hustle, I can't do it. It's probably a very young part of you. Yeah. You know, and I think there's a more sustainable way to do everything I want to do. And I've even started to kind of critique that with creating like the way you said you have a Gabby day. Like I'm trying to be like Mondays, I'm doing admin things. Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm filming. Wednesdays, I'm doing real pod. Like Fridays is the day where I'm like, ask me and I might put it on the schedule. And that's all that is beautiful. I'm very proud of you for doing that. That's excellent. But you're always going to keep finding new things that you have to do if we don't heal and honor and respect and befriend the part of you that that is addicted to the hustle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So can I ask it some questions? Yeah. Do you see that as a part of yourself? Ask, okay. Ask me anything. I'm an open book. I know. I really like you. Okay. So here we go. <laughs> Thanks. So when you think about the part of yourself that's always hustling, mm-hmm. can we call it the hustler part? Like, is sure. there, how would you refer? How would you refer to that part of you? Yeah, I'd say the hustler. Okay, cool. Where do you notice it in your body? Where do I notice the hustler in my body? I feel like it's more of a like a top half thing. Like it's my brain being locked in. It's my hands doing things. I think it, I just think of it more as the top half of me. Okay. Okay. Does it have a color or a shape? No. Okay. Anything else that you can see or hear or visualize about it? anything else that you can notice about it? I do think I, and I've been thinking about this a lot. My mom, who is the world's best mom. I love her. Hi, mom. She's listening. And she loves you, by the way. She does have a tendency to get flustered quickly. And I sometimes notice whether it was like I witnessed it or I learned it. If I do have two, three things on the plate, I can do them. Like I, I've, I've done a lot. When I was a college athlete, I had way more than three things on the plate, but it's, it's easy for me to get that stress. And I'll literally think to myself, oh my God, I'm literally acting like my mom right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Okay. And when you think about that, behavioral pattern of sort of like picking up the stress. What do you know about it? Other than that, you know, you know, it came from your mom, but what else do you know about it? I know that it's way more dramatic than it needs to be because whenever it is happening to my mom, I'm always thinking, let's take a deep breath. We're going to get it done. It's not the end of the world. You know, it's just not that deep. So how do you feel towards that part of yourself when you think about it? the part of myself that knows it's not that deep or the part that gets flustered? The part that gets flustered. I feel like that's not the best version of myself. I think that's my more like reactive ego type response. But like my higher self is like, we're fine. (laughs) Okay. And if that part of you wasn't working so hard in those moments to like just get anxious and get it all done, what would it be doing? It'd be doing the same things, but just not with the added uncomfortable emotions. Yeah. Beautiful. I love that. Having more fun with it. Imagine. Yeah. Yeah. And like it is fun stuff. I guess for me, like even if I'm getting super honest about my thoughts, that hustler part of me who's trying to have the best podcast and break this next level, I'm like, I'm like, are people even going to like listening to this? Like, you got to get it back to something that relates to everyone. It's it's too much about you. But then I'm like, this is probably way more entertaining for someone to listen to than a generic let's manifest like at a high level. You know what I'm saying? But I always. Well, don't worry. Let's let that part of you relax because we can do both. We can do both here. Okay. 
But most importantly, just noticing right now to, to bring this to a full circle is when you think about that part that needs to just get so activated and, and you look at it, like, do you have have feelings for it? Do you have feelings towards it? I guess it feels like where I want to function and like how I want to, the frequency that I, that I'm being pulled to be at. And this was a question I had for you was, you know, I'm someone who's energetic and loud and outgoing. And like, I always have my leg bouncing under the table. Like that's, that's where I radiate. And I was literally going to ask you, how do you know when that's just how you function and that's who you are and you're trying to embrace your authentic self? Or it's like, we need to take a chill pill this isn't how you should, where your frequency should be. Okay. It, it's a beautiful part of who you are. And it has had a very important role in your life. It's gotten a lot done. It's had a lot of success, a lot of success in college, a lot of success in your career. It continues to bring you success, but it's in an extreme role. And so it can have that same level of success without shaking. Mm-hmm. And so I want to extend a lot of compassion to that part. And I'm grateful that you've allowed me to be curious about it and starting to see our, our different behaviors as parts of who we are instead of who we are, right? Because you even literally just asked, like, is that just who I am? And it was profound. It's like, nope, that's not who you are. It's a part of who you are. And it's had a very important role, but it also has been extreme and the extreme nature has been affecting you. Mm-hmm. And so we need to give it some love. And so I'll start by just extending a tremendous amount of compassion because I know that part because I had one too. Hustler. I I love her. And I, she wrote nine books in 11 years. She did a lot of good work in the world, but she also gave me major gastrointestinal issues. She also kept me up at night. She also gave me anxiety. She also, you know, created a lot of lack of presence in my relationships, like you mentioned. So I just, I know her. I'm, I'm connected to her. I hope to be a calm presence in her in her presence. And I just want to send a lot of compassion to that part because I get it. Right. Right. And it's not all bad things. You know, it was it's a great. No, there's no bad parts of us. And that that part of me is like what allowed me to play four years of Division one volleyball. Truly. That's exactly right. You know, it's what's getting you up and getting on with me now and doing all this beautiful service oriented work. But. Today, Gabby Bernstein did, you know, exercised, came home, you know, fed, like got my toddler out the door, right? Exercised, came home, worked on a book proposal, edited some videos, did a talk. Now as I'm with you, we'll go back to the book proposal. And that's a light day, but I am not burnt out. I feel ease. Because your men, your approach to it all is just like with tranquility. Like how do I? Because the desire to get things done is no longer driven by fear. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's driven by choice and it's no longer in an extreme role. So that same day with extreme would be like adding five extra things and, you know, probably messing things up because I was trying so hard or just saying yes to the hour with you rather than committing to the 45 and just pushing, 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 controlling, controlling, controlling. And we do that when we have the belief system that if I don't do it, I'm not good enough. But by healing that belief system about ourselves, we then allow that very activated, very excited, very joyful, very fun part of us to do all the big work that we want to do and do it in ways that nobody could even imagine 
but also do it with ease and grace and fun and joy and a relaxed attitude. Now, this episode is about getting inspired, and I have the perfect way for you to feel that little bit of inspiration each and every day. Our newest sponsor is Little Words Project, and I am so excited about this. I just did a collaboration with them. It was the Advocate Bracelet you might have seen on my Instagram. It's sold out in one day, but they will be restocking soon. However, they have hundreds and hundreds of beautiful, inspiring bracelets for you to check out. Little Words Project bracelets are so special. You can really find any word that you want. I also customized some that said ride or die for my bridesmaids. I got one recently for my Yaya that said good energy. I got some for my mom when I was getting married that said calm and collected. I literally love these bracelets and I love giving them as gifts. And little words are made to be worn, loved, and one day passed on to someone else who needs that word of encouragement more than you do. The best part, each bracelet has a unique code on the tag that you can register on their website. So you can track where your bracelet it goes and it inspires from wrist to wrist. Is that not the most special thing you've ever heard? So you could be wearing the word joy and maybe that's serving you for a few months. And then you have a conversation with someone and you're like, you know what? I think you need a little bit of this. And you take your bracelet off your wrist and give it to them. And if you want to empower yourself and spread kindness to others with the original word bracelet, we have a special offer for the RealPod audience. So definitely use it. It's littlewordsproject.com slash realpod for 30% off your first order. Go to littlewordsproject.com slash realpod or enter realpod at checkout for 30% off your first order. Remember, it's the best offer you can get limited time only. You can also find Little Words Project at Target, Nordstrom, or one of their flagship stores. Well, thanks to the Little Words Project, I will be wearing my bracelet all day long. So thank you, Little Words Project. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. I love me some better help. I'm so grateful they sponsor Real Pod so that if any of you are stuck focusing on problems instead of solutions, dealing with challenges in your life, wanting to talk to someone, better help is here. Now, look, it can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem solving mode when faced with big challenges in life, but there is no better feeling than finding your own solution. And therapists can help you become better problem solvers, making it easier to accomplish your goals no matter how big or how small. And a breakthrough in therapy, there is nothing like it. It just feels amazing. It's like an unlock. I've seen so many benefits from talking to someone. I do it once a week. So if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. You can get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey survey and switch therapists anytime. I think this feature is what makes BetterHelp superior. The fact that you get to really make sure you love who you're working with. It can be so hard if you're calling random offices around where you live or trying to get in with someone and then you don't like the vibe. BetterHelp makes it easy because you can get matched in just under 48 hours and switch therapists whenever you want. If you're thinking I'm in, I want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash realpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash realpod. Better, H-E-L-P.com slash realpod. It's interesting as I sit here and analyze it because 
everything I'm doing, like I do want to do. I want to have amazing podcast interviews. I want to grow my show. I want to put out this content. Like my default is to treat it like a chore, treat it like this big hill I'm climbing when like it literally doesn't have to be viewed that way. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's part of it. But I, I really think that this this theme I see with a lot of female entrepreneurs, particularly young female entrepreneurs who 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 really want to like make something happen, right? And pushing to get something to happen. The common theme I see is that there's there is a deeper feeling, there's a deeper belief that they're trying to fulfill. Mm-hmm. And I I only can see that because I can see it in myself or I saw it, you know, how I used to live. And so the suggestion I'm making is really just being curious about it. Just yeah. for right now, just get curious about it. Just witness yourself in those moments of of chaos. You got on the show with me today and you're like, oh, I, I, I need some help, you know? So so just start to notice it and just be like, yeah. okay, if we did that, or, or even extending compassion towards it would be enough. In the beginning, you said do less, attract more. And this word attract obviously has to do with the universe. It has to do with like life. Do you believe in God? I, I know you're very spiritual. Yes. So I and more at a place of like, like, I think the human ability to like love the way that we love, feel pain the way that we feel pain. I know that that has to be something higher, but I wouldn't say I have a relationship with the universe. If that makes sense. Yeah. And that might also interestingly contribute to this way you're living because right now the belief is I am doing it. Am I correct? Yeah, I don't believe there's a plan. Correct. Okay. You don't believe there's another plan beyond your own. You don't believe there's spiritual support. You don't believe that there's a higher power. I believe there's a higher power. I believe in, you know, I would say miracles and and special things like that with grief and loss, you know, but I don't think that there is a plan for me because in my mind that would make me think what like what's it's already if it's written in a book somewhere. I mean, that's just I think the thing that trips me up is bad things happen to good people. Like it doesn't work for me in my brain. Right. So uh, the idea that we don't have free will in our life isn't true. We have free will. Right. So no matter what circumstances we're placed in our life, we have the ability to choose differently, to choose a different direction. So it's not like we're like a puppet being led. But there is, I believe, and this is just for you to take in, a spiritual presence beyond our physical sight that is guiding us and protecting us and 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 showing us, opening our hearts to what's possible. And that presence is always there. It's actually an inner guidance system within us that can tap into that presence of inner knowing. But we block it. We block it when we're pushing past it, when we're when we're hustling. We block it when we think if I don't get there sooner, it's not going to happen. We block it when we're in that manic energy. And so the more still we become, the more we can hear that inner guidance system give us direction. And that inner guidance system is going to say something like, go to call that person so-and-so because they might have an idea for your next podcast or, and that could be the biggest one that ever blows you up. You know what I mean? Or ask Gabby Bernstein this question or whatever that might be, that that's an inner wisdom that's guiding you. What happens is, is that we block our ability to manifest that direction and manifest our desires because we are constantly in a place of trying to control the universe. Mm -hmm. And every very much of like, I got to get it out. I got to do this. All that we've been talking about is a perfect tee up to 
that manic manifesting. And in that place of, of like, you know, even people make their spiritual practice like manic manifesting, right? Like I'm doing my yoga in the morning and then I'm going to do my meditation right after that. And then I'm going to do my journaling and then I'm going to get to work and then I'm going to go do my journaling again. That's, you know, it's like that is me, Gabby. Anytime I've tried to incorporate mindfulness into my life. Yeah. So, so it's the key to attracting what you want in your life is one, to forget what you think you need and two, to surrender it all. Because I do believe we limit ourselves with what we want to create. There's so much more that's possible when we open our arms and say, okay, I long for this. I desire this. I'm clear about that, but I'm also open to creative possibilities for something different Mm -hmm. or something better. It's this or something better. And when we assume that shift in our energy, and that takes work, babe, you know, like, like everything I do is all about helping people shift the mental reconditioning of, you know, I've got to make it happen. It's my will or the highway, right? It's a subtle shift every day to start to suspend your belief that you have to get it all done and get into a place of believing that it's possible for you to allow something to unfold. Doesn't mean you don't show up. You take the actions. But the actions come from what I call in my book, Super Attractor, spiritually aligned actions. And so that means that those actions are backed with faith and they're backed with surrender and they're backed with joy and service. And they're not backed with like, I have to make this happen. Mm -hmm. So many thoughts. First of all, like make it happen has been my personal mantra for so many years, which I think just goes to show like kind of where that side of me comes from. Is just this like- Also very cultural in our society. I mean, that's just the way that we've been, you know, if you talked about this to like an Italian person, they'd be like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You know, (laughs) like it's very cultural for us. So, so true. And I saw this quote one time that basically was saying like, we can treat time in two ways. And the one way is like, I've got to be here at a certain time. Like we are, we are moving on time, if that makes sense. And then what you're describing, which was the second part of this quote is to allow time to move through you, like for you you to be somewhere and time moves through you. You're not chasing time. And I just feel like that illustration for me made a lot of sense because I don't feel like I, I allow time to pass through me. I feel like I'm always looking at what's next. What's, what's on the calendar. What happened? Like I'm not, yeah. I'm not allowing, like you said, the any sort of spiritual or universal thing to guide me. Yeah, I mean, my work is all about helping people establish a spiritual connection of their own understanding. And so if you believe in that, that's enough to start to open you up to the possibilities that you could let go of the rope, that you might be able to, just might be able to, to open up some additional guidance to support you and not make it all happen. Because the make it happen mentality is actually blocking your manifesting. So you're, you're limiting yourself. Right. Gabby, how do I do this? Because I like, feel like I'm following what you're saying. And even this part now I think is helping make a lot of sense of what you were describing to me earlier. What would that look like for me? Like, what's an example of how I would show up for the rest of my day today or like this weekend, you know, I don't even know, like what's my next step in practicing this? Yeah, it's a great, it's a great question. It's kind of a twofold path, right? So one is the deeper work, which is what we started to touch into earlier, becoming curious about the why, right? Why, what, who, who is the person inside that feels like I'm not going to be good enough unless I'm making it happen or that I'm not going to get it done unless I'm hustling or whatever the storyline is. And that work can happen through a book like my book, Happy Days, which is all about kind of looking at our history and coming through it and gives a lot of therapeutic and spiritual practices. 
in sync with that deeper work. It also can happen in therapy. It can happen with a coach. It's like that's deeper work to go to go deep and get curious about what's there. You know, what is it that wants to be revealed? And I'm actually writing a book specifically for you right now to address those parts of ourselves. But it's not going to be out for another two years. So just we have to throw our hands in our air. <laughs> but Happy Days actually has a lot of that in it. Okay, so so I'll send you a copy of Happy Days. The other thing is is to start to strengthen your muscle of faith. And that is something that will only be your faith of your own understanding. It doesn't, it's not mine. It's not your, you know, church faith. It's not your temple faith. It's not any other faith than, than yours, if you want that to be. And so what does it look like to strengthen your faith? Well, maybe every single day you take one thing that you have to do and you just say, you just sort of say a surrender prayer for it. Okay. So you're like, okay, the podcast, all right, universe or whoever's out there, I surrender the podcast today. I'm going to show up for it, but I'm going to let it go at the same time. Does that resonate? It does. It weirdly like almost makes me want to cry because I get this yeah. feeling that like I don't have to do it all myself. Yes, my love. Oh, there yes. it is. There it is. <laughs> and I, I think that the thing that the the thing that allows us to be super attractors, which is what I call, you know, super manifestors, is the ability within us to trust that there's a presence beyond us supporting us to trust that our energy is enough, to trust that our intentions have resonance, to trust that there's a synchronistic support system. How do you rationalize bad things happening to good people? That's just the thing that chokes me up. Like for me to believe here in LA that there's something there for me. And then the people who are in a third world country who like, what, where's their spiritual thing that's guiding them? Yeah, well, they, we all have the same spiritual thing guiding us. We just have different circumstances. And even in the darkest, most horrific circumstances, one can choose to see through the lens of love. Great examples of that. Lema Gabawi, Gandhi, and Frank. You, you know, the list goes on. Of how can I find, seek solutions rather than problems? How can I lean into a spiritual faith of my own understanding? Yeah, you know what else is coming up for me is the fact that I think I've I came up like at a religious school and a religious high school. And I think I'm just like, it's that or it's nothing. And so yeah, I, that's very common. I veered to nothing. And you're kind so of just think about it this way. We're not talking about religion. We're talking about spirituality mm -hmm. or we're talking about manifesting, whatever you want to call it. Take away the the semantics around it. Right. So it's like, OK, this isn't religion at all, at all. There's it's completely non-denominational. Right which is going to be new territory for me. So much to think about. Would you say also like, how does this relate to energy changes throughout the day? Because I am a public speaker as well. And like Monday, I'll be speaking at Boston College and I can already foresee how I'm going to go on autopilot 0%, have to show up at 100, give the keynote, meet everyone for two hours, come home and like pass out. And I'm like, it comes right back to the same thing we started with. You are relying on your own strength. The secret to, su to success is in life and the secret to freedom in life and the secret to joy in life is to stop relying on your own strength. So you were like, oh, don't you feel tired after giving that talk? And I said, no, no I feel pretty good. I just gave the talk 15 minutes before we got on. Said so it was an hour and it was on Zoom. And Zoom talks are way more draining, you would think, than a live talk, right? And I'm like, no, I feel good. Why? 
because I'm not working with my own energy. I'm tapping into an intuitive energy field. I'm actually, and it sounds super fucking heady and I'm sorry that it does, <laughs> but it's just fake it till you make it. Okay. So through my nearly 17 years of spiritual commitment, therapeutic growth, daily prayer, daily meditation. I have established a totally different perspective of how to live. I've established a different energy of how I can show up. And I've also shifted my thinking and knowing that there's that when I let down my guard and no longer need to make things happen, but welcome in the allowing of what could be, I don't have to use my own strength. I don't have to white knuckle it. I, I can receive far more energy. When people talk about being in a flow state, and you know this from sports, right? Being in a flow state. There's times when you were playing sports that you were probably like, I could have kept going for five more hours, like bursts of energy moving through you. Because in those moments, you're in sync with the universe. You're not pushing, controlling, making something happen. You're allowing an energy to move through you. It's a very different way of living. Yeah. And when we start to live like that, shit just starts flowing in. Like it, it, it's people always think like, oh, I'll be happy when I get that thing or when I get to there. It's like, no, when you feel good and you're flowing and you're happy and you're in good vibration, that's when what you desire starts to come to you far more than you could even imagine. I completely picture what it felt like to be in flow state and trying to imagine that in my work life or just my everyday life would be so nice. <laughs> Okay, so let's just even just even just sort of uh, visioning that is a great start, right? So one technique would be to sit in a med in a meditative place or even go for a walk and just vision make. And I have a vision making meditation. I'm going to give you my manifesting challenge, right? That starts on January 1st. I'm going to give it to you because I want you to there's a vision making meditation in there. And I want you to devote it's 21 days. I want you to devote 21 days to 10 minutes a day with me, 21 days. To, to starting to suspend your disbelief and start cracking open to your potential of having an energy beyond yours as your guide. Mm -hmm. I'm so down. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. And I would say part of it is to just be in that daily imagery of like, hmm, what would it be like when I'm in that flow state? Do more things that bring you into that flow state, like run or journal or whatever it is that just allows that flow state to occur for you. This is because that's when you're in sync with the universe. Mm -hmm. It's so wild how we can have these little breakthroughs and think we've scratched like where we're supposed to be. And then we have another one because I had therapy yesterday and I was talking about how with my keynotes, I get very stressed and I feel like I have to kind of how I described like it's like I'm performing and I'm like, this doesn't feel genuine because I should be connecting. Like I'm telling a story I lived. Like it should be a more breathable experience for me, but it's not. And that's because I've written out exactly what I want to say. I know when to say it and when to hit the slide. And it's, it's become like a robotic thing and not me actually taking a breath and being like, what am I here to say? You know? So I thought that you want me to give you some advice on that because I've been a motivational speaker for 20 years <laughs> and and I don't use slides. I have an outline that I work and I'm proud of you for doing that because knowing where you're going is the key to success. But the second step that you've missed is letting it go. Mm -hmm. So you have your outline. It's ingrained in your body. It's in you. You don't even need your slides. Use them if you want them, whatever. But it's having that clear vision of where you're going and then fully letting it go. 
it's like a free fall. It's trusting and knowing that when you actually listen to the words, that more can come through beyond even the ones that you've established and that you can feel the story mm-hmm. and that you are a rock and tour. You're not just sort of like a motivator. And there's a big difference because people won't remember what you said. They're going to remember how your energy made them feel. They're going to remember how your energy and your presence made them feel. And so the biggest thing you need to bring is your presence. And so maybe one exercise would be like practice giving your talk without your slides. Just do it for a friend or something casual, you know, practice doing it without your slides. Mm -hmm. You know your beats, you know where you're going. Because when you have that clear outline, you actually have a lot more freedom to just riff between the lines. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to practice is like knowing where I'm where I'm starting and where I want to go and allowing myself to to strengthen the muscle and the trust with myself that I can do that. It was so funny. My husband and I at our wedding, we were giving a toast and I literally was like, I can't do this because unless I've thought about what I want to say, I've written it down. I practice it. I can't speak. I'm the public speaker. He's not. And he grabs the mic and he's talking so eloquently and I can't even do it because I don't even have reps in that department. You know, it's wild. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a difference between having a talk that you talk and having an experience that you offer. And so you have a very motivational story, but you also have a very beautiful presence. And so if you brought that presence to the story, you'll have a massive impact on people. Gabby, I just wish I could talk to you every single day. <laughs> well, you can. I'm going to give you that challenge. You're going to have the 21-day challenge. And I will, I will coach you in your year. And I'll, I'll help you I'll help you. The manifesting challenge, yes, it's about a manifesting, but it's also really about feeling good. And it's about getting in that flow state. And it's getting in sync with whatever the universe means to you. Mm-hmm. Because when we start to establish that connection and deepen that connection, that's when we become super attractors. And it's not that we become, we already are super attractors. We just have to release the blocks to the presence of that power within us. And so you don't have to get anything. You just have to release into it. Oh my gosh, that's such foreign territory for me, but I'm excited yeah. to try. And you know, yeah. I think that you're amazing because you're very, very self-aware. You have a lot of, you're very young and you, you're you young. You're like, how old are you? Oh my God, baby, baby. <laughs> Look, girlfriend, I got sober at 25. This Sunday, 17 years ago, I got sober. Oh. So like you are so, like I was doing cocaine off the floor. Like you are so far <laughs> in advancement of your world. So to have this inquiry right now of like, I'm pushing, I'm hustling, make a commitment to yourself to get very curious about that in your therapy. We all have, in, you and I, in this conversation, we have these privileges of being able to use therapy and have Gabby on speed dial now and whatever it is, use it, use it, use it. Best advice I could give you because the greatest success of your life will be healing the part of you that thinks that she has to hustle to be good enough. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I'm going to go need to take a walk after this one. Go take a walk. Meditate. Just stay curious. (laughs) Just stay curious. Just every day, just say, okay, hustle part. What do you want me to know today? How can I help you out today? Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And you are awesome. I respect you. I'm inspired by you. And so, yeah, any little, whatever my uh, 
take home recipe is of homework, I'm doing it. <laughs> and, and I also just want to acknowledge you because, you know, I went there with you fast, right? And you're brave. There was a lot of courage and a lot of desire and willingness. And so I genuinely believe that I'll talk to you in five, six, seven years. And you're going to be like, oh, I'm like so much more chilled out than I was then. But it's an undoing of a belief system, truly. And it's like, I think a bit mourning a part of you you really like. Like, I like being the bubbly, high energy person. She, that part that doesn't have to go. Doesn't have to go anywhere. Okay. It's just going to show up. And it, 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 it doesn't, you never, ever have to let that go. She can just be less extreme. Okay. That's good to know, too. Because no, I don't think I want to be a, a chill person. No. <laughs> you can be a chill person and have a lot of energy. Okay. Yeah. That's the and, right? I think I like to take it to extremes. It's this or that. And it's me yeah. trying to embrace that it's all. It's all. Yeah. Thank you, Gabby. You're so special and wonderful. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of RealPod. If this hit home or helped you in some way, send it to a friend, a teammate, roomie, share the love, share the realness. New episodes of RealPod come out every single Wednesday. So make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To leave a rating or review of the show, head to iTunes and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you. Not to mention, you can stay connected with RealPod throughout the week seeing behind-the-scenes info and sneak previews of upcoming guests by following the at RealPod account on Instagram. All information about today's show and guests will be linked in the description of this episode. Thanks again for listening. I love you guys so, so much. Let's go dominate the day. And as always, keep it real. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.